Filmmaking covers a variety of genres, and during the 1990s, one in particular saw a resurgence, the big-budget disaster flick. It's coming! It's headed right for us! It's already here! For two science-obsessed kids growing up on opposite sides of Pennsylvania, nothing left a bigger impression than Twister. The suck zone. I think we're going in! Join Kelly and Joe as they dissect the second highest grossing film of 1996 and relive one of their favorite movies of all time. No, that, that was a good size twister. What was that, an F3? Solid F2. Tornado warning continues now. Well, welcome back to Solid F2 Podcast, a minute-by-minute breakdown of the movie Twister. Kelly and I are back to talk about the fifth minute of the movie, minute 425, and we're finally going to get to um, to the good stuff, right? Death and destruction is all good. Are you having problems back there? Your microphone's all jankety here. Mm, yes. This won't this stay is... up. It's right in my face. Generally, a microphone usually has to be around that part of your body. I'm literally leaning back, so I'm not touching it. Quality. Entertainment. Are you ready? I guess. Okay. Good start. So, death, destruction, and some really killer 1996 CGI is what we have in this minute. But we do time travel from 1969 to, quote, present day, but that would not be 2020. That would be 1996. So Let's a do lot it. has changed in 24 years. A lot has changed in 24 years. <laughs> All right. Let's watch uh, the, the fifth minute of Twister right now. All right, so there you have it. That is the fifth minute of the movie. And like I said, it, it continues what we talked about a lot over the last two minutes, which is the uh, destruction of the cellar. And we get to see the unfortunate death of 
the of Joe's father. Uh, not the destruction of the cellar, just the door. Oh, that, that is true. You're right. Just the door, which is one of the problems I have with this scene. That apparently the force was so strong that it could rip the door off the hinges, but not strong enough that it affects Joe or her mother in any way. Or like the skylights that we talked about last right. episode, the, the glass, all that is still fine. Um, I mean, we talked about how shoddy the door was designed. <laughs> but, I, but if it's, if there's a strong enough upward force to pull the door away. You would think something you else. Would have think it would have it been something more than just breezy for them in there. Their hair was moving a bit, but. Um, also, I'm pretty sure she's screaming, Joe, stay with me, and her her mouth is not moving. Oh, so we have more of that, huh? It happens a few times in this movie. I'll point the rest of them out oh, to I'm you. Sure, Don't worry. I'm sure that you will. And despite me picking this apart, this still remains one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah, I mean, it's real. I mean, a lot of this stuff is nitpicking and whatnot, but it's from... It's from an emotion or uh, feeling of love and respect and I just love you. kind of I want you to be better. <laughs> the things that we would change. Honestly, I, and this could definitely be an episode down the road, and I've heard other podcasts do it um, with a variety of other movies. One, do it with Twister, but I think we could come up with a, a, a not necessarily a re- reboot idea, but if someone was doing the movie Twister, what would our cast be? Um, would we change any of the uh, the plot, or would it be still attempting to get um, more more new, better data for uh, tracking tracking and predicting tornadoes? Which I, I honestly, I think this movie would be a great candidate to do a, a reboot. You know, we're we're approaching two and a half decades since it came out. So much has changed in both science, film. And digital technology that I think they could uh, mm-hmm. really mm-hmm. do a, a strong job. And well, I mean, let's face it: half of Hollywood is re- remakes, reboots of of, uh, of classic movies or um, fun movies from the last you know twenty, thirty, forty years. So why not do Twister? Why not? Why not contact Jan de Bont? Maybe he's working on Speed. Speed seven, four. Uh, four. What what speed are we on? I'm not. I'm not exactly sure. I think we would only. I think we would be on four, but he only did two. Well, then he should do three again. <laughs> so right. yes. So there's... what else in this minute um, five stands out to you besides the uh, demise of uh, the father? Uh, skip forward just like a second at a time if you can. I'm not sure it'll let me. Okay, keep going. It's like his hat doesn't even blow off his head. <laughs> he gets sucked up into a tornado with a door. Nothing on the shelf is moving. The flame isn't flickering. He's kind of he kind of sounds like he has to go to the bathroom the entire time he's he holding the yeah, door. He, he really can't does. hold it. Um, it's sad. Obviously, this is the the pivotal moment in her youth where she decided, um, you know, it's a tragedy, and what comes out of it is she goes to school to to fix this issue that people don't have warnings and that yeah, parents are being literally ripped away from their children. And she kind of 
not monologues, but speaks on that later in the film about two-thirds of the way through as we head into the, uh, yeah, the see, climactic final. Miss this house and miss this house and come uh-huh. after you. Christ, is that what you think it did? <laughs> so here you get a nice little um, after the, um, as they say in the movie, uh, the F5 tornado, which I think you talked about last time that the Fujita scale didn't exist right. until the early 70s, I think it was, 72, 73. And this takes place in 69. Correct. But you can see the destruction here. Now, this is all, I assume, posed, but I think they did a pretty good job of... I mean, the trees are stripped. It looks pretty good. I'm not sure that that branch is strong enough to hold, hold a, a tractor. A tractor, yeah. But... That's the one that stood out to me. I'm like, oh, there's just a tractor in that tree. Right. So, um, but I mean, it looks like they did a pretty good job. If you, no trace uh, of all those chickens. I know, I know we have seen, but, you know, for anyone listening, if you've seen aerial photos of a tornado... You know that it's just—I mean, it's what you'd expect. It's just stuff mm-hmm. everywhere, uh, but it is usually very concentrated. You can just go a little bit on the outside of the path, and most of the time things are okay. And, and you can see that in the path of destruction. But they did a pretty good job of recreating that here. Mm-hmm. And um, let's see if uh, anything else jumps out. I guess one of my favorite parts of this final minute—I'm glad we got to it here—is the you know they have that that sunrise and it changes to. An image of the GOES-8 weather satellite, which you mentioned, uh, I think, off air the last time, that obviously this is a real, true satellite. Yep. They even named that. Right. Launched in 1994. But it's not exactly great (laughs) digital photography, digital recreation. I'm sure they did their best that they could have done at the time. The problem I already always have with... Wanting to defend not just Twister, but other movies from the mid to late 90s is when when you talk about the film and stuff, you're like, well, yeah, it was made 20, 25 years ago. But then you also think that Jurassic Park was also made earlier than this. Right, and their, Right. And their CGI effects are miles ahead of everything else that's done in a lot of these All other films. All about the budget. Now, now, obviously, a lot of the Jurassic Park stuff is also practical, but the things that they were able to overlay or use digitally compared to what else we saw in the decade, it's not even comparable. And you're right. I mean, that was a Steven Spielberg project that had a lot of backing. It was a, you know, kind of a, a big just burp deal. in the middle of our podcast? I did not. Didn't didn't you though? I did not. Maybe you heard my knee crack. Mm. I'm watching you. You can watch me all you want. I'm not really sure how you could watch a burp happen, but okay. I feel like what bothers me visually about this is the lighting of the satellite. The if you, so, the Earth is behind you. Um, presumably, the sun is sort of directly to the right of this image as you can see there's the sunrise line mm-hmm. sort of creeping creeping there but uh right, it would be I'm not sure the yeah. wrong part of the satellite is is lit right the back side of it should be lit at this moment it should right. be dark to us but i mean it is a real weather satellite it is it was launched in 1994 
So it would um, be present in 1996. It would be It would present. have still been a pretty big deal two years after being launched. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when we discuss Minute 6 here after this, obviously we're going to go to um, a laboratory, a, a scientific group that is using information from the GOES-8 weather satellite. Uh, they go to the, the National Severe Storm Laboratory is where we head to next, mm-hmm. right? NSSL. So... You know, it was a good try. I, I appreciate the attempt. I just I wish that the digital effects were were better because the these stick out to me this part worse than the the digital twisters we see later. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it just something about just how smooth everything is, like especially the Earth. Yeah, uh, it is just it's just very very off, especially when we see now super high res photos of the Earth in space and. Um, it just it, it it this moment takes me out versus everything else is just this you know like fifteen seconds that we see it's just super dated. I also scientifically have a problem with this image that we're seeing here. Um, you know the Earth rotates. I'm pointing to you this way. Um, so that dark line there is. The difference between night and day. So Florida and the eastern coast right. has just woken up. Mm-hmm. The The Midwest and California are, are sleeping. Yep. It's dark. We don't typically see severe storms, severe storms in the early morning. In the, it's not that it can't happen. It's just that the way that they form, warm, moist air meeting warm, dry air, um, is typically not a setup that you see first thing in the morning. No, it, you typically have more stable hair at the surface first thing in the morning. Um, you don't have the convective activity that you need for severe weather. So it's not that it can't happen. It's just atypical. So this they're very, very rare. Image bothers at, at me least a bit. around here. I'm sure it's probably more prevalent um, in, in the uh, Midwest, but. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're absolutely right. It does. I mean, make how often do you hear sense. of towns tornado sirens going off at? 9 a.m. while people are getting ready for work. You hear about them as they're watching the evening news. Right, because generally they're mid to late afternoon into early evening, late evening. Um, and certainly and, overnight, but not usually. I mean, the coolest part of the day is right before sunrise. I would think, and, and this is just me guessing, that the peak would probably be between, what, 4 and 9? I, yeah, I mean, it depends on... on th- 3 and 8. You know, yeah. I think it's somewhere in there. Uh, you know, there's probably a, a nice six-hour peak where that's when you have the, the variable potential energy and things going on that you need to be happening. But again, it's just like no – there's not too many places on Earth that cannot create a tornado if the situation presents itself. And there's not a certain time of day that there couldn't be a tornado. That's not how it works. The, the trends and oh, climatology and statistical outliers. analysis – tell you this is when it's more likely or where it's more likely, but they it's can just mostly happen anywhere anytime. If you're going to make a movie about a tornado outbreak, I would have at least gone for the science that happens most of the time and not the the weird outlier morning tornado, morning and, and, storm. And we know, and I believe we touched on this, that they had meteorology consultants. We've see, we see some of them in the movie uh, making England. cameos. Yeah. Um, but I doubt in like post-production when they're just inserting things to 
make the story move along. That they were just like, yeah, throw that, throw the satellite in there, and an image of the Earth it would look really good. And they weren't thinking, right? They weren't thinking. Well, is this how the Earth would look at the time when the tornadoes would most likely be occurring? But I don't see any murder hornets. No murder hornets. No. We're, no Baskin deeds. Actually, I think if you look closely, they're actually hanging on the, the weather satellite because mm. they are able to survive in the vacuum of space. I'm not sure you knew that. I, I did not know, yeah, but it makes sense. Right. Anything called a murder hornet, I'd believe. Right. So uh, let's not go too far along here. We don't want to spoil minute number six. Um, yeah, so death, destruction, and bad digital imagery. Is there anything else from minute five that you want to uh, focus on before we end the episode? Uh, no, no, that covers it. Yeah, again, not not a whole lot to dissect here, but we are finally in the present as the movie is set in, uh, I guess, probably late spring 1996. This movie came out on May 10th, 1996, and... That would probably be a, about right for when the, the movie is set. So we will get to finally see some of our main characters, the grown-up versions of them, in the next uh, few minutes. Starting with minute six, I think we're going to be introduced to uh, Bill Paxton's character, character Bill, and uh, his f- new fiance Billy. Melissa. Melissa. So, all right. Billy! So, well, that's it for minute five. Nothing else to say. No, no witty, um, and nothing witty add or fun facts this time. No, I'm all out of wit. You're out of wit. Okay. Excellent. All right. Well, then we'll be back in a little bit for uh, minute six. Thanks for listening to the Solid F2 Podcast, a minute-by-minute breakdown of the movie Twister. That's all for this week. Please follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Solid F2 Pod. Solid F2 Podcast is part of the JMNJR Radio Network. Visit jmnjrradio.com for more. Two, one, two, one.